Hugo Rigo, how are you, brother? Doing good. How about you? Very good. Very good. So what have you been up to lately? What have you been doing? You know, I'm just uh, working on my deals, doing this, you know, the same old and, you know, uh, checking the state of the real estate, like I sent you last night on uh, the link on Market Watch. Yep. Checking the foreclosure for Barron's and, you know. Absolutely. About all those little de details that we were supposed to. You're studying and paying attention. What do you think uh, about that article last night? Are you are you concerned, or you don't own? Uh, do you own rentals right now? No, I don't know. Okay. At the moment, I don't know. I own. Uh, okay. I own um, uh, REITs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as I I spoke to you a lot of times about it, my uh, the thing that got me to real estate was the. I first got into the stock market, then I got to read investing. Yeah. One thing leads to another, and I just went to for my mortgage license because I thought it was the natural way to go. And I mean, right. I can never predict the market. You never know what the market is going to do. You never know how the housing market is going to go. What's what's if it's going to go up? Obviously, buy and hold works better. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know. I think the right now supposed to uh, go down. Yeah, a little bit. It's my prediction for now, but you know how our predictions go. So you never know what's going to happen next. For real estate, we're probably not going to see a drop um, based on everything we're seeing. And I'm I'm the most uh, skeptical person when it comes to real estate. I'm always saying the drops tomorrow, the drops tomorrow, the drops tomorrow, and. Um, based on everything we're looking at right now, I just don't see it. I don't see where it could come from because the drop is based on two things, interest rates and federal you know, regulations, right? And right now, the interest rates are dropped. So it's super cheap to buy real estate, which means prices go up. And we're in a pandemic where everybody wants to be home. Everybody sees the value of their house. So I can see some pieces of real estate, like commercial real estate, retail real estate, those are getting hurt right now. But residential real estate, that, that's something that the entire country sees more value in at the moment. That's why we're seeing home prices actually rise and less inventory on the market because it's, this is what people want right now is real estate, which is tough for us as buyers, you know, cause we're all, as real estate investors, we're all buyers. You know, we don't, a real real estate investor is there to hold it, right? Then you have the rehab guys, the speculators who flip real estate, but for us, the purchase side, yeah, it's it's still tough to buy right now. So, Hugo, what, what made you think about real estate getting into it? How did you get into the REITs in the first place? Uh, I got REITs because I got into the stock market. Obviously, the high dividend yield was one of the first things I thought. But the yeah. thing is about investing in REITs, and uh, I think I spoke to you about the leverage. Uh, the Raj, you know, the, mm -hmm. the quote you have on your thing about the Rockefeller. And that, that's oh, yeah. one of the main things that, like, I think, as you know, Rockefeller said, and a lot of them, big investors do is, I mean, you're supposed to use leverage, but use like, with doing, not overdoing yourself. Know what you're doing. Know what your limits. Know when to cut losses. Know what, what you should go, and how much can you reach, and don't buy more than you can chew. That's why I try to do when I um some client comes to me for a mortgage 
Yeah, I try to be transparent and I try to be the most sincere and, you know, trying to give the people what they want. I don't want to, you know, when you have like a mortgage and I don't want to like people to go to fault. It's always good to be conservative. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you agree with that. Yeah. No, we're extremely conservative in everything that we do. Even if some of the stuff we do looks risky, it's all based on the numbers. It's all based on, you know, math that works. So how long have you had your mortgage license and uh, what made you get your mortgage license in the first place? I have my mortgage license for about, um, I have, I'm going to say like eight months. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm not a, in America for a long time, as you can see by my accent. So, <laughs> and, uh, I got a license in June or July. Yeah. It took me a while to find a job because I, um, never, Finish college. I think one of the main requirements is also finish college to oh. get a job. And it's like I, I did it without a, the, the college degree. I just I actually was in accounting. Yep. For a while at CCRI, but then uh, it just took took and just went for the for the for the license. You know, yeah. I got it, and you know, it took a while to get a job. But I'm right. on Team MFN, and which is a company I really do respect. Yeah. They're they're huge in New Jersey, New York. So what made you think you wanted to get your mortgage license? What, what was that part that made you think about it? Well, really, for me to become a, I like sales. Yeah. I mean, and the, one of the things like, I think, I don't know if, if you want if you agree with this, but buying is one process, but the way you finance your buying, the way you finance your purchase, I'm, I'm trying to explain. It's the most, one of the most important things for example, if you get like a bad deal on an interest rate or a bad deal pain point or a bad deal uh, penalties, prepayment penalties, whatever the case may be, there's like, you know, a hundred things that, you know, yeah, I think uh, being transparent and about it and, you know, having a, a really good overview about how your mortgage is going to be and how your finance is going to be, no matter, it could be a mortgage, it can be stocks, as yep. we spoke before, it can be whatever it is, but financing, it's a really important part of the equation. Terms. Yeah. We, it's, in fact, it's most of the equation. When we negotiate real estate, we're, we're negotiating terms most of the time. Price is only one factor. The terms are where most of the deal is uh, negotiated. And a lot of that does come with the financing and you know where the bank is. So that makes a lot of sense. I definitely get that. So where are you from originally, Hugo? Um, from uh, St. Michael, Azores. Nice, nice. And so you're living now in Fall River, New Bedford. Oh, I'll, no, I live in Cranston right now. Cranston. <laughs> what do you uh, mean? The Portuguese community goes to Fall River or New Bedford. What What are you doing in Cranston? <laughs> That's a small Portuguese community over here too. Yeah. I used to be in Coventry that has like over there you have a, some Portuguese community too. Yeah. So you know, person has some some Portuguese, you know. Yeah. No kidding. So what made you come to America, right? So how long have you been here? What made you decide, hey, I'm leaving the beautiful island of San Miguel, which is uh, one of the, the nicest of the Azores. You know, it's, it's a big tourist attraction now. What made you say, I'm leaving, I'm leaving here to go to America? Well, Azores was facing some hardship because of the financial crisis. So the financial crisis then came in Azores right away. Then came the rest of the world right away. There's like a lot of things. Like in America, things went as far as I read, went down fast. Yeah. 
And these horses took like a, a couple of years to come by. But by the time I left, the uh, hardship of that was like, was crazy. And, you know, I always wanted to do something for myself. I just don't want to be, you know, I wanted to, you know, experience more things and, you know, become something that over there I couldn't find. So I just gave it to these horses. And I think yeah. it was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So far, so good. And how long have you been here, Hugo? Uh, six years. I'm going to be on my seventh year. Very cool, man. I love that. So you're, you're traveling, you're expanding, you're, you're on the journey. Uh, you've been all over the place and now you're looking to buy some real estate, but you're concerned, right? You're concerned about the market, where it's going, what it's doing. Well, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm always watching the market. That's what I do. Yeah. So, um, I think the markets, I think, and I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I think it's going to go down. I've been uh, seeing a lot of hedge fund managers and everything. It's going to go down. The oh, housing yeah, yeah, market, yeah. though, it's yeah, going to look market for sure. The stock market's in trouble for sure. In fact, it's going down today. Today, it's it's like a it's like a knife falling down. I'm, I'm watching it right now. And yeah, I keep hearing it from everybody. They say, "Oh, don't pick up the knife, right? If the knife's falling, don't pick it up." <laughs> uh, let let it fall on the floor. Yeah, don't don't try to catch it. <laughs> Yeah, always wait for the bounce, then never buy when it's falling. <laughs> yep, yep. It's um, oh, we got a little bounce today. The housing market different between stock market and the housing market. I, I, it's one thing. It's the liquidity is the biggest thing. That's why housing prices, for example, yeah. that's my my take on this. If you buy two hundred thousand, um, two hundred thousand, for example, three family, two family. Yep. The most you can lose theoretically, like in theory. And the, and the house like is going to be like 20 to 30 percent right even on the down the downturn of 2012 on 2012 when the the, the market like the housing market was on the at the bottom i think the price was down 20 to 30 percent depending on the area right i mean i don't think fall river dropped more than 30 percent i may no. be wrong though somebody can correct me on that but i don't think it went further than that no we were about 30 percent that we dropped i mean some houses we got amazing deals on but we would have gotten those deals anyway it's just that we were thirty percent on those too. So absolutely. Panic sold. Everybody panic sold and sold it for below the market. If they hold it for like a year, that's why buying and hold is so it's such a big thing on real estate. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's where we made all of our money. We made all our money buying in 2012, 13, 14, 15, just holding it for the long term. And now it's you know been years we've been holding these things and they've gone up quite a bit. But if all some of the stuff we bought we bought last year, right? And we have more equity in that than some of the other stuff that we held for a long time. Cause it's all about how you buy the property, right? Like this is, this is a fun game. I mean, it really is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, as I said before, and yeah. you more, you have way more experience than me on that. But when you, when you, uh, when you finance a deal, when you buy a deal, you know, financing is like, this one of the things I went to mortgage industry and like, got yeah. me, deep down thinking about it like what what real estate's about and everything and everybody's like trying to find a new deal oh i paid this like like about like 30 percent of market value 20 percent of below market value whatever the case may be but if as i said if your finances ain't right and if then you did the deal the right way and you like you finance the whole thing uh 100 is like right i mean as i said cash cash flow i mean i think you're a cash flow guy too Cash flow is, is 100. Yeah. It's 100% yep. the deal. Yeah, cash flow is everything. And 
but I'll be real. Like we don't, we don't put money into any of our deals. Everything's hundred percent financing at this point, but in the beginning, you do have to put some skin in the game. In the beginning, you got to put some down payments. You got to do it. Once you get experience, you get into commercial, it's, it's a different game. And once you get into hard money or private money, it's, it's, it's such a different game, um, but you got to start somewhere. You can't start the game with like the way we play. You've got to take the steps and you, you progress. And eventually you get to the cheap money. It's, you know, big dollar amounts and uh, everybody, everybody wants you to do the deal. The deals flow to you. But in the beginning you're hunting, right? You're constantly hunting for better money, better deals, you know, terms, uh, terms is where we spend most of our time now terms with the seller terms with uh, the banks and terms with the, with other investors to, to get the deals flowing. Uh, but you're absolutely right, Hugo. Um, so we got to jump off this in, in five minutes. I want to, make sure that I'm getting uh, the maximum value out of you. So what, what advice would you give to somebody who's sitting back in Portugal right now or somebody who's sitting in San Miguel looking to uh, do something in America, come out here, and then what advice would you give to people who are already here looking to buy some real estate? What, what suggestions would you give to them? I have a suggestion about somebody that's coming from uh, San Michael, San Miguel, that's like, just come over here. Yeah, I mean, you you can always travel back on your vacation and everything, but you know, life is bad over here. I think so, financially yeah. and and uh, and all and all things. But taking from that, for new uh, real estate investors, what I gotta say is, uh, you should always look at your finance. Always look at are your are your at the bank you're financing with, the mortgage company, fund, the lender, like well, the broker, whatever the case may be. Just always look at the terms. Always like. Read the fine prints. The fine prints are like a hundred percent of the, you know, of, of the core of a deal. I mean, price is one thing, but if the finances are not there, and if you're not cash flowing, or if you're not like, and seconds, all I gotta say is like, you know, trust. Find somebody you trust, and transparent. That's why uh, AFN is built on is trust and transparency. This company, this one thing I love about this company is they trust and transparency. Yep. I think when you have, you can work somebody and you, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but it's like when you're transparent and, and like with the, the person you're making the deal, transparent with the whole, you know, the whole per person involved in the deal. Yep. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's just, you know, you know what you're doing. Like you're not going to get screwed over, over, pain points or you know, whatever it may be. Right. The rate's going to be, you know, sometimes the rates will be higher, but you know, you lose on one and make up on another one. And you know, if you have always, you, I mean, your mortgage should build a relationship with the, the mortgage person on my point of view. Yeah. Cause he may get you like the second or the third deal. He's going to know it's going to like, Hey, do you have to, you can refinance rates are lower. They're right. gonna work with you, right? They're gonna work, and I, I know you uh, do a lot of deals, so you know when you, you have to work with everybody. Yeah, it, it's true. Um, my lender is the same way, right? Every so often, I'll be like, "Hey, uh, I'm looking for a refinance. You know, I'm looking to do this, do that." And sure, he'll run my credit, get everything lined up, go and do it, and it's very little out of out of my pocket, right? Time wise. And I love that. Then you build a good relationship with your lenders and get them going. And Hugo, it sounds like you're doing the right things. What's the easiest way for somebody to get in touch with you? If they're looking to contact you uh, to take a look at their mortgage, 
Um, just one thing uh, I have, I can post a uh, comment with my thing, but through Facebook, I'm 24 seven available. Yeah. You know me, I'm always 24 seven available. You text me in the middle of the night, I'm there. I'm, Hugo Rigo, easy to find. Uh, yeah, that name, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to come by. So uh, you can, through Facebook Messenger, yep. add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, add me on LinkedIn. There but you go, brother. My Facebook and Instagram is like, I'm always there. I'm always like, you know, available to help. Even if it's just a question about something, I'll yep. dig deep into it and I'll try to explain the best, you know, I give my best opinion or my best judgment about it. Right. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Appreciate you, man. Hugo. I appreciate you. Great job today. Thank you so much for your time. When you have a choice, I always work with the best. Yes. Thank you. Bro. Later, brother. Have a good one. You too.